Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bartender's Choice, broadcasting from Södermalm, Stockholm, Sweden, with your hosts, me, Jacob Sandin, and Michael Bergström. How are you doing, man? I, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, we're, we're living in Stockholm, which is uh, uh, north, northern Europe, uh, and uh, the days are getting darker, shorter, shorter, colder. And, uh, <laughs> We're in a pandemic, <laughs> and I mean it's it's a it's a challenge in the challenge. Uh, no, but I'm, I'm, apart from that, I'm fine. I'm, I'm not, I got nothing to complain about. <laughs> That's great, cool. Um, we want to start by saying that today's episode is presented by Jameson Irish Whiskey. So thank you so much for contributing in making Bartender Choice Awards happen and for making the Nordic cocktail community even stronger. So thank you so much, Jameson Irish Whiskey. And uh, Jake, we didn't really uh, bring this up the uh, previous episode, but uh, for listeners that might not know what BCA is or what it stands for, uh, uh, BCA, by the way, is uh, the Bartender's Choice Awards. Do you want to go into or explain shortly what it actually is? Of course. Um, That's a good point. I mean, we founded BCA uh, in uh, 2010, so 10, 11 years ago-ish, and uh, it's... uh, it was founded by us, by bartenders, for bartenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in short, it's pretty much the uh, the Oscars of the uh, Nordic bar industry. So uh, we have a deciding jury in each uh, country. Mm-hmm. Um, initially, we started in Sweden. Uh, but uh, since three years back, we also incorporated uh, our neighboring countries, Finland, Norway, and Denmark. And since last year, also Iceland. So we have a... A jury in each country who uh, nominates and votes within each uh, given category. And today, uh, BCA is considered the most prestigious award for the Nordic cocktail community, which is yes. pretty amazing. And A yearly su- yearly celebration of the Nordic uh, cocktail family. Exactly. And we're super happy and proud of, uh, of that and what the uh, Nordic cocktail community and the Nordic cocktail family is achieving yes. every day. Yeah, 100%. It's, uh, it's grown uh, a lot the past years, and it's uh, amazing to see, uh, I think, at least two bars that we mentioned before in previous episodes as well at the, or on the 50 best list. Oh, yeah. And hopefully in the future we'll have plenty more. <laughs> exactly. And uh, this is the uh, the BCA nomination series. Uh, it's going to be eight episodes in total, one for each category, uh, starting today with the episode for Best Cocktail Bar. So before we dive into today's topic, we'd actually like to take this opportunity by saying a few words about the very challenging situation the hospitality industry is currently facing and has been facing for the last nine months. And... It's incredibly sad to witness the hard times, uh, you know, a lot of bars and restaurants has experienced and still is experiencing to uh, to this very day. And what also seems to be, uh, you know, continuing for quite an unforeseeable future as well. Um, but to, to try to look from a, you know, positive angle, it's been super inspiring to see all the creative solutions by bars and restaurants um, such as, you know, to-go cocktail kits and also brands offering help in various ways. 
charity runs, uh, online classes, etc. So, uh, with that said, I mean, please support your your local bars and restaurants in the best way that you can, and please also do so in the safest possible way, um, of course, since we all need to remember that the pandemic is is far from over, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, I just saw, I read the news today, I'm not sure if you saw it yourself, but uh, uh, in southern Sweden right now, uh, uh, they're uh, in, in the region of Skåne, they're actually allowed to to do uh, alcohol as a takeaway together with the food uh, for, for restaurants and yeah, bars. Yeah, and, uh, I noticed. I mean, it's pretty spectacular. It's a, it's a, it's a, that's a huge thing, I would say, hence the fact we're here in Sweden or in the Nordic countries, I know we're considered a, a dark market with very strong or strict restrictions uh, and regulation when it comes to alcohol. Uh, so that's something that I really hope spreads uh, to, to the rest of Sweden uh, and uh, maybe inspires uh, our neighboring countries' uh, politicians as well so we can have a better chance to to uh, to survive survive pretty much yeah. basically survive yeah. that's that's unheard of actually before but i guess denmark would be the uh, the exception whereas i guess their regulations is somewhat more uh, liberal compared to norway right uh, sweden and finland for instance i'm not 100% sure about iceland but i uh, could imagine it's similar to ours perhaps yeah anyways um First of all, I'd, I'd like to uh, to just quickly touch upon that the uh, 50 best uh, bars list was released the uh, the other week, and we have two Nordic bars making the list. Uh, Shogit from Stockholm, Sweden, uh, on place number 36, and also Him Cook from uh, Oslo, number 30. So amazing, guys! Yeah, big shout outs and congratulations for for putting the uh, the Nordic bar scene on the international map big ups and both of the bars has been there for quite a few years now on the list i think it's like five or six probably yeah, which is amazing. it's fantastic keep it up boys and girls oh yeah <laughs> and uh any surprises for you uh about the list no no surprises i wouldn't say uh if we start with the number one the connaught would you agree? Disagree? No, I agree. Would you put it on the top spot no, in yeah, the world? It's, it's, yeah, it's absolutely for sure. It's uh, up by by the top the top bars. But uh, uh, so uh, no, I, I agree, one hundred percent. I I have nothing to say about the the fact that they're the number one according to that list. Yeah, uh, yeah. Today, I I w- yeah. To me, it's it's uh, absolutely understandable. I get it. Uh, do I? Would I put it at the top spot? Uh, maybe not, but that's my personal opinion. But I mean, with that said, they deserve it, and I, I understand it. Uh, uh, that they, they. Uh, no, yeah, I had a discussion with my girlfriend the other day. She said, "Well, it's kind of a one of those bars is a very special bar. It's not for everyone." And I said, "What do you mean?" Uh, I said, "It's absolutely a bar for for everyone." Uh, but what she really meant was that it's kind of a, one, one of those destination bars where you <clears throat> you kind of plan on going there and you uh, make an effort maybe dressing up, hence it's f- the, the fact that mm-hmm. it's kind of a luxurious hotel, a five-star hotel, and it's, a, uh, it's somewhat of a, a posh experience. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, but, it's but very it, exclusive. It's, yeah, it's very exclusive. But at the same time, it makes you feel really special if you just relax for a bit and don't worry too much about you know the, the way you dress or anything like that. Of course, you wouldn't go there in, in flip-flops or uh, 
I mean, thongs or, or uh, a sports jersey, maybe. You know, it's that kind of place where you, you maybe you do put a bit of an effort into your the, the way your looks or the the way you uh, uh, are carrying yourself when you, you go to that kind Absolutely. of bar. Absolutely, but it is an special experience. I mean, the service is inspectable uh, or, or, or amazing. Uh, the the interior, the uh, the drinks, of course. Yeah, uh, the the drinks. I would say is. I mean, when we went there together and had the Bloody Mary, that's very memorable for me. So uh, yeah, it's mind blowing. I mean, uh, the the whole cocktail program is. Uh, I mean, uh, I've, I haven't been there for a while, but I've seen. Uh, I've read about uh, all the new drinks and the new drink lists and and uh, the things that were inspired uh, from uh, making the list and, and and pictures and I've read the recipes and stuff like that. It just looks amazing. I mean, they're very uh, innovative, experimental, and modern. Oh being yeah, a, yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a, a classic, yeah, or conservative—not conservative, but you know, a, no, but an old five-star yeah. uh, establishment. Yeah, it feels like they're pushing the boundaries yeah, forward yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, and the martini trolley. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, said yeah. about that, of course. Um, I guess uh, the biggest climber slash, I mean. A huge entry on the list would be uh, two schmucks from Barcelona. Yeah, that was really fun to see. Place number twenty-six. They they've been they've been barking pretty loud. Oh <laughs> yeah, they've done yeah. a great work. I mean, I love uh, that bar in in Rabal in uh, Barcelona, mm-hmm. and uh, Mo is a great guy, and his team is a uh, uh, yeah great people mm-hmm. with uh, uh, an amazing story or history. And uh, he's a very smart uh, character when he, he carries himself out in social media and the, the way he's making friends around the world. And uh, he, he travels there doing guest shifts. And he, he did a guest, sh- guest shift here for for the BCA. Uh, was that two years ago? No, le- uh, well, last year. Um, no, two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, yeah two two for the ago. BCA week. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So they came here and, uh, and did a, a guest shift the night before the night. Exactly. Yeah, and it was a, a big, it was a massive party, and mm-hmm. we, we were actually anxious that uh, <laughs> that uh, it was it would be uh, t- a, a too good of a party that would affect like how people would be feeling the day after when we had the big gala. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, uh, it all worked out fine. Oh, absolutely. Um, okay. Uh, one one thing that I noticed was the uh, quite a big of a drop uh, the American bar at the Savoy. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I Down to number nineteen. A, a quick analyze on that. Everybody left. Is that just a, a, a proof of uh, how how people, actual people, uh, characters, profiles in our industry, no matter where they work, are important? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, guess that's Eric left uh, a while ago and, and opened his own bar, Quaint, in London. And then uh, last year, or, or this year, actually, uh, Pippa Guy left. Pippa Guy left, and. Uh, yeah, the the other guys left, doing other things. Uh, somebody left uh, to become a, a brand ambassador or work for for a spirits brand, I think. All right. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I I just think that that kind of shows that uh, the the personalities behind those bars are really important. I guess, I guess that that's something you've been seeing quite a lot, um, perhaps in New York. Uh, that's the feeling I've had at least that. You know, people in New York, they don't actually go to specific bars. They rather follow specific bartenders. So so wasn't there an app developed to see, like, what bartender is working shifts 
at what day at what bar. Oh, really? So you could actually go and like, okay, Monday, Tuesday, she is working behind the stick at that bar. Oh, yeah, and yeah, because it's Thursday pretty common that, that they work yeah. at several places. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Mm? And uh, yeah, super interesting, actually. <laughs> it is. Anyways. So, yeah, but we're going to talk about more, more about bars. And this episode is about cocktail bar. And shortly... Yeah. Uh, just a few things that uh, makes a great cocktail bar. Of course, the drinks, the cocktails are, are uh, the, the core of uh, any good cocktail bar, I would say. But then uh, we would have uh, the, the service, the the uh, the, the prof- or personalities behind the bar, the mm-hmm. service, uh, the, the character of those people, the atmosphere. I think the atmosphere is what is the most important to me. Of course, service, you know, you want the bartender to make you feel uh, good and uh, sort of... To, to you know, soothe you or or lift you up or whatever, what whatever direction you need to be taken, a good bartender takes you in that direction, mm-hmm. perhaps even without yourself knowing. Uh, but atmosphere for sure is that's my go-to. But and also with that said, there's not one type of atmosphere. I mean, no, no, I love exactly, so exactly, many exactly. types of, yeah, of different parts. I, I agree, parts, so. and, and uh, it would be great if uh, there would be an award where you can choose uh, your, your top bars, or when you, you would have a, a, a the best cocktail bar prize would be divided into five different like under categories, depending on occasion, maybe, or <laughs> season, or, you know, you know what I mean. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, uh, anyways, uh, so this is going to be somewhat personal. I mean, we could desiccate uh, all the factors that makes a great bar great. And the reason why uh, some bars are winning prizes and awards, mm-hmm. but uh, as I said, we're going to get a little bit more personal and talk about our f- from ourselves, our own experiences uh, throughout our travels and, and uh, all the bars that we visited, and 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 talk about them and, and uh, talk about the reason why we like them and what we like about them, and the great moments we had. Exactly. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure we're gonna get a a, a conclusion in the end. <laughs> no, but it's more true. just you know. I mean, we we know it's a subjective thing, and and our jury is uh, consisting of about 340, 350? 360. 360 <laughs> people uh, with different different uh, uh, preferences. Preferences, exactly. Um, but, yeah, but uh, we're we're gonna uh, I guess hop around a little bit globally, and uh, let's start somewhat close to to home. Yeah, and we we touched upon the Connaught and the American Bar at the Savoy in London. Uh, another bar w- which I really like over there is uh, the Duke's Bar. Oh uh, yes, famous for I guess uh, also uh, the Martini Trolley service, and hence the fact that Ian Fleming uh, drank there back in the day. So. It's uh, being said that the Vesper Martini uh, was invented there, and uh, that's you know it's it's a lot smaller uh, that bar compared to um, uh, the American Bar at the Savoy or uh, mm-hmm. the Connaught, which I really like. And I've actually only been there once, uh, pretty early in the afternoon. Had a fantastic moment, uh, you know, had two or three drinks, and. The bar was almost empty, so we had the the uh, the bartender pretty much to ourselves and the room to right. ourselves, which it's a very uh, exclusive address, and it's uh, you know all the details are are very luxurious and uh, but when you get to go there pretty much by yourself, it's it's uh, 
even more special, I guess, because isn't it weird being at a bar by yourself? <laughs> I mean, it was, it was, it was. I wasn't there by myself, but it was. Uh, I guess it was uh, pretty uh, a pretty slow time in the day. It was in the afternoon, so got it right. No, yeah, but we're gonna, uh, let's let's stay there for a while in in uh, those or with those like more classic old bars that uh, might not be. Uh, known today to make the most uh, uh, innovative or, or uh, experimental cocktails, or maybe they're not pushing boundaries. They're not or like setting the standards. Setting the standards, anymore. but you know, they uh, they are very important, or at least for us and and for for a lot of other people within the bartender community because they have such a history. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that's what I like about uh, the the old bars that we're soon going to mention. But you know, the the history and and. And the the when you walk into one of those bars, you know you're breathing the air, and you can just sense, you know, the old parties and, and all the uh, uh, celebrities that has been there, and, yeah. and known people, and and all the, the characters and the bartenders that used the known bartenders that the, the bartenders that wrote books that we uh, have heavily been influenced by, and and uh, those bartenders that created drinks that we still serve today, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess you'd. You don't even have to go that far. Like, take the train from London to Paris, and you have another bunch of of really cool uh, old establishments and classics. I'm thinking about um, uh, Harris Bar, for instance, uh, yeah, yeah. with uh, the history of the Bloody Mary in the sidecar and Harry McElhone. And that's actually it's it's funny because, like, how many bar- bartenders back in the days? Uh, were named Harry, like you had Harry Craddock, Harry Johnson, and then Harry McLehan as well. So <laughs> <laughs> Harry was the bartender's name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, that, that's a beautiful bar as well. I mean, <clears throat> the the old ma- kind of mahogany uh, wooden panelled uh, bar. Uh, this, this still work in white coats. Uh, it's just one of those bars that I. Uh, I mean, I I don't run there or I don't go there every time I'm in Paris. No, me I've, been, I've been there a few times, and uh, uh, of course, I ordered the Bloody Mary. And the second time, I had a, I think I just had a beer. But uh, it's just a fact, you know. Like it feels, uh, um, you know, it's tingling my, <laughs> my, my bartender's soul when I'm in there. You know, thinking mm-hmm. about the 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 story about the Bloody Mary and and all the the people that went there. And Hemingway was frequent, uh, uh, a frequent guest there as well, and uh, yeah, etc. I guess you can say that you you won't have your best sidecar or your best Bloody Mary in your life there. Most likely not, but it's still. I think it's important to actually have been there and tried the drinks. Yeah, of, of course. But also at those kind of places, you know, sometimes you're 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 expecting the the side car to possibly not be the best one you had, but just the fact that they're there and and uh, this partner in the white coat is making it for you, it just becomes a bit better <laughs> than maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's that's very true. But another bar we have actually speaking of Harris Bar, if Harris Bar in Venice, it's that's actually a place when when I went there the first time, I didn't have, you know, very high hopes regarding the Bellini or no. expectations uh, because I thought like, okay, this is it's an institution, the Bellini is going to be I'm happy if 25 it's going to be 25 euros better be good. Uh, no, but I was like <laughs> if it's okay, I'm going to be happy. But then when right. I tried it, it's I think it's the best Bellini I've ever had actually. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I tend to agree actually, and just the fact that it comes in small—I'm not sure what you call those glasses, like, like kind of a seltzer-ish. Yeah, 
uh, kind of glass and uh, uh, the service and the, the same thing here. You know, the, the historical aspect of, of that bar is it's a beautiful bar and it's just beautifully by the water uh, in Venice, which is, of course, a beautiful, uh, very unique uh, location or city. Or town or yeah. village, whatever you so want to call it. So of course that's gonna it's gonna add to the experience. As no, well. no, but one hundred percent. Even if you had a Bellini blind from Harris Bar Venice, it I'm a hundred percent sure it would stand out because it's it's so uh, well made. Yeah, true that. It's uh, I agree, but it's interesting with those parts. You know, uh, bars like that, like Harris in Paris or Harris in Venice, they uh, they they will never be on the 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 fifth best list mm, pr- probably not with maybe one uh exception i haven't been there myself but i know that you have la capilla oh la capilla yeah in, in tequila city uh yeah, you know, they were on the 50 best list. Uh, I don't think they were this year, right? Or, no, but no, they, no, they, but a few, a few years, years back. back. But, yeah, and that kind of surprised me uh, a little bit because, you know, it's, I mean, it's it's an important bar uh, with the Paloma and the Batanga, but uh, it's not a, a, a craft cocktail bar per se. Uh, like all the other bars are, are highly ambitious when it comes to cocktails on that list. Or any bar that wins uh, our prize, f- for that matter. Uh, but my point is, uh, the equivalent of, of La Capilla in the restaurant world would never be on the 50 best restaurants list. No, I guess you're right. right. But it's it's a, I mean, I guess it's there because it's a unique experience. And uh, the fact that you're going to, to uh, Mexico, Mexico for a... <laughs> Uh, most likely on a, on a tequila or a mezcal trip, you know, visiting distilleries, etc., etc. If you're a bartender, if you're a bartender. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> my point you can't is, go there for just it's traveling still a and great leisure. bar, and it, and it has a, a lot of other factors that you know uh, makes it a good bar and a great bar experience, and and uh, and uh, so on. I'm not sure <laughs> where to go with this, but uh, 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 th- that's why we were talking about uh, old bars. That has a lot of uh, uh, importance for for us and for a lot of the people in this industry, mm, yeah. Uh, but potentially not uh, going to make the list or, mm. or win an award. But I think also for a very long time, since the bartending as a profession weren't looked upon as a very serious job, and I guess for bartenders to uh, to raise the standards of the very profession, I guess. What we had to do was to look back in history books at historical classic bars when the bartending profession was more prominent and uh, considered as a more prestigious uh, trade, I guess. Yeah. And therefore, what we had in the beginning was our, you know, history, the proud history of, of bartending and the golden era of bartending, etc., you know, late 1800s, early 1900s, etc. Mm-hmm. So I guess also uh, that that could be a, a reason for, for the classic historical bars and their importance. Absolutely. And uh, where were we? Venice. Uh, Europe. Europe, <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's go to Barcelona again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and talk about uh, a beautiful little bar that was i mean my expectations when i walked in there 
I, I wasn't sure what to expect. I mean, I've, I've seen pictures of it, uh, and I, I heard people talk about it a lot. And uh, but the first time I was walking in there, I, I had a blast. What bar are you talking about? Boadas. Oh yeah, on Las Ramblas. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, w once again, maybe maybe the, the that wasn't my best Negroni, but it was really really good. Better than I ever could have expected because just the showmanship, you know, they're throwing their Negronis and etc. And and just the fact that we walked in was packed. It was me and my girlfriend. It was packed. And I was like, "Oh, holy shit!" It was a it was a festival in there, and we tried to make our way to the bar. And just when we were reaching the bar, there was another couple standing in the corner of the bar, and they were leaving. So we just squeezed ourselves in there. Got oh, a, you got a, the a, sweet spot. Yeah, we got the sweet spot. <laughs> nice. And we got served right away, and we ordered two Negronis, and the the show kind of kicked in, and he was throwing those Negronis uh, uh really, really uh, with, with with skill. <laughs> oh yeah. And, I mean, uh, it, it, I mean it, I, I, I'm not going to rack down on the Negroes. They were really good Negroes in there. But, but the whole, what I mean is the whole experience, you know, the fact that it, that's an old uh, institution uh, that has made a lot of impact on, on our community or on, on us. You know, I've read about the bar and I know it's a very respected bar. It's a beautiful bar. Everything is intact, blah, blah, blah. And, and the history with all the, the guests and et cetera, et cetera. And, and the fact that they've done probably you know, hundreds of thousands of Negronis and, mm -hmm. and other drinks. Uh but then uh, the way they made the drinks and, and the fact that they're, you know, working in white shirts and black vests uh, and the, the f also the fact that the way they worked the bar was really interesting. You had bar front, front bar bartenders that were taking care of the guests, making sure, you know, uh, you had a good time and that you were getting your orders to, uh, uh, ordered <laughs> yep and and then you have the, the the back not the back of the house but you know the back part has actually made the drinks uh -huh, okay uh, so you so had the the, the the stars and yeah the yeah, yeah so we got two coasters and then he just turned around to the bartenders okay two negrones here thank you and then he continued and taking care of the uh -huh, guests okay. so, yeah, yeah that was uh, uh that's cool so, I, yeah it was, i actually it was a great went wave. there i i went there the first time in 2004 which is like you know quite a while ago and i was back just how old were you then? I, I, barely legal. <laughs> um, and then I was back, I don't know, two years ago, I think. Mm -hmm. And it was just uh, very different experiences. Because back then in 2004, again, afternoon, I don't know if I should be, uh, should I be worried? Too much day drinking, perhaps? <laughs> even when I was uh, somewhat younger. Um, no, and it was, uh, it was pretty slow. Okay. And and when I went now the, the, two years ago the last time, it, it was, was packed. it was packed just as your experience. We could barely move around, but it was it was a lot of fun and uh, a good cool mixed crowd. A few tourists, of course, but also a lot of regulars, and you know these old, elegant Spanish couples in their like sixties seventies yeah, drinking yeah. martinis and just enjoying life i mean that enhances the experience as well very because, you know, much yeah. so yeah and makes that particular drink taste a little bit better okay let's uh cross the atlantic so we're staying with the uh, the uh, the classic the, the classic old style bars uh, uh one bar that i really like to revisit every time i go here is uh, the king cole bar in new york city yep uh, I just like the, it's the same thing there. I mean, 
even the the gin tonic is. I mean, I wouldn't say shitty, but you know, it's not the <laughs> the, the 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 most crisp, uh, cold, refreshing gin tonic. But it's a it's a decent drink. But uh, uh, and of course, you drink the, you, when you go there first time. You have the red snapper, etc. But uh, the reason why I like that place and the the reason why I always tend up to stay for more than one drink is just the, the theater of the whole place. You know, the vibe, the buzz, the 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 regulars, the the way the the, the bartenders work with the regulars and 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 uh, just it's kind of a, you know up there. I love sitting by one of those tables in the in the in the back and just watching oh, the okay. scenery. Yeah, so uh, not like usually. It's, usually, it's a, you want to sit by the bar, but yeah, not, yeah, I, I've done here. that as well. But uh, in here, it's just a uh, it's a fun world. It's it's and very cool. And just as you said, like the drinks aren't gonna be uh, the best. But I mean, when I went through the first a, time, I was I was almost not disappointed. That would be too uh, exaggerated. Right, yeah. But we ended up staying for. One more round and then another round That's of drinks. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. It's, yeah, it's a, so it's, the, the bar drags you in. Yeah, and it exactly. keeps you it's there. A, it's a beautiful bar as well. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, with the t- big, huge uh, painting uh, sitting behind the bottles on the back bar. Yeah. And um, yeah. And not far from there, we have the Benemel's, Bemelman's bar at the Carlisle Hotel. Yep. Also and the King Cold bar is also yeah. uh, located in a hotel, right? Yeah, yeah, correct. Exactly. St. Regis. So all, all those beautiful. Yeah, yeah, St. Regis Hotel. Mm-hmm. That's why uh, all those beautiful old hotel bars. Uh, I haven't been uh, to the Carlisle myself, oh, yeah, but I right. saw that there's a documentary out now, which on Netflix or something. Yeah, I think Order Saunders kind of kicked off her career there as well. Oh yeah, that's. I think that's actually where she made, if I'm not wrong, <laughs> she made the the ginger mule. Okay. Hmm. Might be hmm. wrong on that one. No, anyway, but she worked there. Okay, that's something. Also, it was a beautiful place. Uh, if you haven't been there next time, you should go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, a little bit further south. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans. I oh, yeah. can only guess, perhaps, so, so, uh, if you say further down south. Yeah, exactly. But one of those cities in the world that has uh, probably one of the, for the size of the city, one of the richest uh, cocktail historical Scenes, scenes. <laughs> <laughs> or bars, or you know, the or, or history, like the the, the most uh, uh, con- concentrated history when it comes to our world uh, of of uh, drinks and and the bar culture and cocktails. Yeah, I mean the uh, isn't the the Sazerac cocktail is the uh, official cocktail of the state of Louisiana or something? It is, it is, but it's not. Yeah, yeah it is, of course, it is. But uh, and it wasn't too long ago; it actually became the mm-hmm. that that uh, drink of. Uh, Louisiana, but they and they have but a lot of be. other classic drinks from from New Orleans. Yeah, the the, the uh, Ramos, yeah, the Hurricane, the Hurricane. Um, um, what else? Oh, there's so many, so many more. I isn't know, the yeah, uh, is it, uh, the uh, Brand Alexander? No, is it? No, I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe. No, 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 no. My bad. The Grasshopper. Oh yeah, the from Two Jacks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Correct. Sorry. That's right. Um, which, which again, you know, you go there, you have the grasshopper two jacks, and that grasshopper tastes so bloody good because it, it is at the the actual bar where, where it was invented, and, and that old beautiful uh, corner bar uh, just makes that drink yeah taste better. That's true. Uh, another bar, which or, or actually two bars, I'm gonna put them together, is the uh, the Napoleon House. 
super one of yeah. the oldest bars in the U.S. Right, which is yeah, still open to this day, mm-hmm. and the Carousel Bar. Yeah, which I, I love both of the bars, but I'm afraid that I don't love the drinks in any of the bars. I love going there. I love drinking in those bars, but I don't go there for the actual drinks, if that makes any no, sense. No, maybe not. You know, the, I mean, the, the quality has varied a bit from, from year to year when we've been there. But uh, uh, no, once again, like the, the rich history uh, just makes you want to go there. And the fact that there's so many regulars and, and, and uh, I mean, the drinks are not shitty, shitty. They're no, 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 no. Absolutely not. Drink no, no, no. No, don't, don't get me wrong. No. Uh, of, of course, who, who who doesn't want to drink a bouquet at the, the carousel bar? Mm, no, exactly. Just spin you around there for a, for a few <laughs> rounds. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful, it's a, it's a unique bar with the carousel bar, of course, uh, in, in uh, the Monteleone Hotel. Uh, uh, yeah, but as I said many times before, it's the, the, the historical aspect that kind of drags me and makes me uh, uh, happy in a place like mm. that. I'm not, maybe I'm a little bit too nerdy with the historical no. <laughs> thing about it. No, 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 no. <laughs> a lot of stuff, but uh, uh, I love history and yeah. I love to know where where stuff comes from and, and uh, how things developed from 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 the uh, with, with time. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. But another bar which perhaps doesn't resonate with the uh, the uh, the old and historical aspect as much as the other two would be uh, the Sassert bar within the Roosevelt Hotel also in New Orleans yeah, which right. also is such a beautiful oh bar. it's it, that it's so beautiful uh but the Sassert they make uh in there is yeah, it's a, one of the better of it's one of the better in New Orleans yeah. for sure um, Maybe not, not even in New Orleans, but a little bit broader than that. Could be, yeah. We actually kickstarted a, um, a, a stag party. You and me, we were both uh, guests at a wedding oh, yeah. in, in the uh, in the US the, the, the first three year years ten, ago. I think that was the first year in ten years I didn't go to Tales of the Cocktail, but I, I did go to New Orleans that year. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that it, was f- for the stag party. Exactly, and the first drink we uh, we had together, oh, was it? Was all, it? all the Park, the yeah. grooms when we uh, we met there for the first drink and we had a, a Sazerac cocktail in the Sazerac bar. So that was quite what, what, a moment. What a great start at a stag party. Oh yeah. Elegant. In a great city, <laughs> and uh, when well, well during during probation in in the U.S., uh, it wasn't far from New Orleans to go to Havana. No, I guess you could take a boat there. Yeah, exactly, and a lot of people did, and it kind of sparked the the cocktail culture there uh, at the time. But uh, I was lucky. Uh, let's see, two thousand and ten, uh, to go there with the Havana Club. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, we we did all the bars and much more. Uh, but we're what, what I wanted to mention was the El Floridita, which was what a bar. I mean, it's a beautiful bar. I I had high expectations, and I was really th- you know I, I I stayed outside across the street, like in in that crossing, and I, I just stopped for a while i took it i took a deep breath and i was just standing there looking at the the outside of the bar um, and, and just it made me smile and and my my, my body <laughs> got warm mm-hmm. and uh, euphoric and uh then we walked in and uh, as i said i had uh, high expectations and uh, it was just beautiful i mean 
great experience with the service. Uh, cocktails were much better than I could have ever could have expected. Uh, of course, they perfected their, you know, they, they serve, I don't know how many daiquiris they do, but uh, per, per year, but, you know, of per course day, gonna, thousands per day, per day, probably. Of course, it's going to be good yeah, or great. And the, the band in the corner, uh, it was a perfect amount of people. It wasn't too, too many people. Yeah. Or it wasn't too much people, but uh, what I like about it is that I feel like that the the uh, blenders are doing the hard work, and the the bartenders can actually focus on the guests and take care of them and deliver good service. And then the frozen daiquiris, they sort of take care of themselves. But it's also cool because they they rarely keep the lid on the on the uh, I know, blenders, I know. and it's almost like the the frozen daiquiris are sort of you know dancing within the uh, blender cup. So you think that it's going to spill over any second, but it's it so, never does. No, no, it's almost like a <clears throat> sour mash cocktail because it's cons- cons- constantly refilled with, <laughs> uh, with with lime juice and, and uh, sugar and, and uh, rum and, and ice. And yeah, then you kind yeah. of like lift that, you pour it out into to the glasses, the frozen beautiful uh, martini glasses, and for, for all the guests, and then you put it back on the blender and just refill it. Oh yeah, nice. Makes me thirsty. It does. Uh, slightly more modern bar. Uh, we're gonna go uh, a little bit uh, away from from uh, the Americas, but uh, I was thinking about uh, New York bar in Tokyo. You spent a New Year's there, right? I did. Uh, yeah, uh, of course. Twenty fourteen. One of those uh, uh, bars that. Uh, uh, what movie was it in? It was Lost uh, in Translation. Lost in Translation yeah. with Bill Murray, exactly. And Scarlett uh, Johansson, yeah. made by Sofia Coppola. Exactly, but, but how how would you describe that bar? I mean, it's a it's a spectacular venue uh, with a spectacular view. Um, yeah, it's it feels quite timeless because, as you said, it's not a, a historical bar in the same sense as the previous ones we just mentioned, but it feels like it's been there forever because it's it's just so elegant classy and timeless yeah with the with the uh, live jazz band and the service the the view yeah what a what a beautiful memory it is truly and then yeah the live music as you mentioned and uh, the the kind of somewhat classic drinks uh and then you just turn around and you enjoy having all of tokyo laid under your feet it's uh it's beautiful As we previously mentioned, this episode is presented by Jameson Irish Whiskey. And today in the studio, we have Kev O'Neill here with us, the uh, Swedish brand ambassador for Jameson. Welcome. How are you? I'm great, guys. Fantastic to be here. How are you adapting to the uh, colder and uh, darker weather in Sweden? It's to, to be honest with you, it's a little bit like home in, in the sense of the, the rain and the bit of wind. We haven't got that lovely snow yet, but I'm definitely feeling the uh, the darker nights. So yeah, I'm going to be not... hop, hopped up on the vitamin D tablets to get me through this one for oh, sure. That's good. That's good. So you uh, you brought a very cool calendar here with you today. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So this year, it's no secret that Jemison uh, here in Sweden are doing a big push to support Movember. Um, and to do that and, and to work with our wonderful Swedish bar community, we've actually produced um, a Jemison Black Barrel uh, Sweden Movember bartender calendar. Uh, in, in the process of that, we're working with 12 quite well-known and well-regarded cocktail bars based all over Sweden um, and raising money and raising awareness for this fantastic cause and, of course, having a bit of fun in the process. 
Oh, yeah, that sounds amazing. And may I ask you um, the reason for choosing to uh, to present this calendar with Black Barrel rather than Jameson Original? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at this stage, we felt that Jameson Original is quite well known in the Swedish market. So we just thought, you know, Black Barrel as a whiskey, it's predominantly matured in uh, double charred bourbon barrels. Um, and for mixologists out there and these fantastic cocktail, bar- cocktail bars that we work with, we found the black barrel probably more accessible to use for that reason. So it just was a better fit for this calendar. Okay, that's cool. And um, what what bars have you been collaborating with in the uh, the calendar? So I know M2 has the calendar there, and we're going to quickly list list through them all. I'm not going to name the names of the bartenders because that's going to take too long, but we'll just go for the bars first. So we have Karov Malma, we have Haymarket, we have Ima, we have the guys in Hectet, we have Hobo, we have Cocktail Social, Corner Club, of course. Uh, here we go now. Calapia and Conchner's Baron. Uh, Tuck, Pickpock, El Dudorino. And last but not least, we couldn't do it without them, a bar called Gemma. Wow, that's a pretty impressive list, I have to say. All of those bars are incredibly good. Yeah, no, 100%. It was an absolute pleasure to, to, to work with all them. And uh, just want to give them all a quick shout out for giving up the, their time during this super busy period. I mean, this this calendar was uh, produced back in September, um, which was still kind of feeling the after effects of the summer. So we really appreciate them giving up all, the, all their spare time to, to make it happen, you know? All right, cool. And the the pictures in the calendar looks uh, amazing, I have to say. Yeah, we're really happy with uh, with how they came out. Big shout out to Raphael from Cafe Group and for all his expertise in producing this calendar too. Um, but I guess in terms of the images, we wanted to get that nice premium feel that you would get with Jemison Black Barrel, um, but have that kind of Irish whiskey, you know, wink and a smile, cheeky tone of voice in all the photos too. So not take ourselves too seriously, I guess. Mm-hmm. Cool. So uh, this calendar, um, like in terms of of, uh, consumers visiting the bars, what can they expect from it? For sure, yeah. Every bar participating in this calendar will get a a number of calendars to to sell and and to hopefully raise money for the Movember charity in the process. It's super easy to, to purchase this calendar. I've actually put a Swish code on the back of it, so... People can literally just pay directly through Swish. There's no need to get your bank details out because I know that's not really the done thing here in Sweden. Um, but, in, you know, in terms of the, the wider implications of the, the calendar, I guess the idea was to not only just raise money for the charity, which is super important as well, and Movember does unbelievable work towards, you know, the betterment of men's health, be that physical and, and mental health, um, but also just to kind of spark some conversations in our industry uh, 2020 has been a quite a tough year for everyone in the industry. Oh, be yeah, it on to the say brand, the least. <laughs> for sure, and I know you guys know that too, but be it from the brand side or, or the bartender side uh, and just in the wider bar community, it's been tough. So it's really important that, you know, we just pick up the phone, have a chat if, if that's what will help, and um, hopefully we can have a bit of fun in the process by doing this calendar too. Amazing. Okay, so people can actually go and have a drink or two for... Um a very good cause. For sure, for sure. And, and pick up the calendar if you can. Hopefully, by the time this podcast is released, there'll still be some calendars available. Who knows, they might all be gone, which is not a bad thing either. Um, but yeah, you'll all, always be supporting a great uh, a great charity initiative by picking up this calendar too, for sure. That's fantastic. And uh, since 
all of the bars in the calendar are uh, of a very high level. Of course, you can also uh, order some delicious non-alcoholic drinks at the bars, uh, which will be uh, super delicious. So uh, please drink responsibly. And thank you, Jameson, for presenting this episode. And thank you for coming here, Kev. It's been an absolute pleasure, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you. Okay, so we've we've been talking a lot about old classical bars now. Yep. Um, and I guess all of those bars are still around, which is fantastic. But sadly enough, some bars uh, do close. Um, yes, so do. if you could name your top three bars that you would like to revisit one last time, if you could. Oh, before they close. Okay. Exactly. They are closed now, but like, what would be your your top three? Oh, uh, I mean, Pigo Club, yeah. for sure, because... They closed quite recently, sadly Yeah, enough. they did. They did, actually, during the pandemic. Uh, I mean, such an important bar. And, uh, I mean, j- just, you know, the opening team, all of those guys that worked there uh, during the opening, they actually kind of spool out and open their own bars and just to mention a few was Toby Maloney Violet Hour uh, Phil Ward oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Mayuel, a very important uh, yep. agave institution in, in New York that is un- unfortunately not around either so Mayuel <laughs> which was just uh, that's true yeah and which was located just across the street from PDT yeah exactly where Jimian uh, that, that Jimian opened in 2007 maybe uh, Brian Miller, uh, that was uh, the first time I met him was at the uh, uh, Death and Co. Uh, currently, he's uh, running the Polynesian uh, Tiki oh, yeah. Bar. Yeah, yeah. But he was there as well. Uh, so, so it's a great team uh, that Audrey Saunders had at Pigo Club. And uh, a Pigo Cocktail actually was one of my favorite cocktails. Uh, and I think it was 2004, I put it up on a drink menu here in Stockholm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was uh, quite special. But. Uh, yeah, I remember the first I went to the Pico Club. is uh, an amazing experience. We went through the whole list, and uh, I could barely walk <laughs> when I left. But uh, <laughs> uh, uh, such that a happens. great bar. So uh, if I knew that they would have closed this year, I would have for sure made a, an effort to. It to would have been there. worth uh, uh, a trip on its own just oh, yeah, to go there the last likely. time. The nightcap, of course. Uh, very sad to see that they they went down. Yeah, uh, so um, a beautiful uh, little ex- establishment. Si- sister uh, bar of Death and Co. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, I love both of the locations, the, the first one and the second one. Yeah. Uh, what else? Existing conditions. I was lucky to be there actually uh, a few times. Uh, I never managed to go, unfortunately. Uh, mm. Maybe not the the, the like interior wise. Maybe not the, the most thrilling. Uh, uh, setting or atmosphere, but yeah, it was a beautiful long bar, uh, very comfortable, and uh, but the drinks program uh, mm-hmm. uh, with uh, that's uh, Don Lee was behind that. Don right? Lee was behind yeah. that with mm-hmm. uh, uh, who else was there? Uh, I know Madeleine that used to work at uh, Dead Rabbit. That currently, oh, she was up till recently the ambassador for Jack Daniels in New York. Uh, she was there for for a, for a short stint as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but an amazing, uh, very inspiring drink program. Yeah. Very uh, innovative and uh, 
scientifical, maybe. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Okay, awesome. so, so yeah, if I, you, if I knew they would close, I, I would definitely have uh, made it there a few more times. Yeah. Uh, the Walker Inn, I know. Actually, you want to you, talk about this? You, you, you had your top three pick already. So right. the the one I would mention would be the Walker Inn in Los Angeles. Yes. Um, it sounds quite pretentious to say, but I actually, uh, I wouldn't say I started crying, but I. Yes, I, you did. I. I I uh, you know you had a very emotional <laughs> moment. I had a very emotional moment, and you, you, a few you, tears. You, you turn you turn you turn your back on me because you're like I, I just want to have my moment right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, that oh, one of the most memorable uh, uh, experiences ever in a bar, and those the drinks, the room, the service. Wow. Um, yeah, That's a bar a, I would like to revisit. Yeah, I uh, I agree, and the fact that you walk it's inside another bar, uh, and and the drinks program uh, was very well thought through, super balanced drinks and and the, uh, the they, elegant serves and uh, you know the they didn't get as much international recognition as they should have, in my opinion. Maybe they weren't around long enough to. Mm. Perhaps. Yeah. Had a massive impact on me and you, though. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so if if you could jump on a plane tomorrow and travel to any place in the world outside of the Nordics, mm-hmm. what what would be your top five places to go? Bars, Bars. to visit. So oh Jesus, okay. Uh, ooh. Uh, Oh, there's so many. Uh, Dutch Kills in New York mm-hmm. uh, in a heartbeat. Uh, Buenos Aires, uh, specific bar there. Uh, I I really enjoyed the, I mean, Floria de Atlantico is a, is a beautiful bar. Uh, what was the, uh, what was the, uh, the, uh, the bar that took the like speakeasy experience to an, not another level, oh, but Nikki, to Nikki Harrison to another planet. Nikki Harrison. Wow. Yeah. Like three secret doors. <laughs> three secret doors to get in there, but uh, uh, also beautiful venue. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Very well made. Uh, authentic to the nineteen, I don't know, twenties, thirties. Well, kind of interior and feel. Uh, that was a beautiful spot as well. Uh, Tokyo. Uh, more more or less uh, any bar. <laughs> I would love to take my my girlfriend. She's never been to Tokyo. Uh, to uh, uh, what bar was I thinking about? The Gen uh, uh, Yamamoto. Okay, it's a very unique, uh, kind of a very small establishment, uh, but a beautiful little bar. Uh, very uh, uh, slick and and even more uh, uh, not streamlined, but minimalistic than <laughs> than Swedish or Scandinavian design. Mm-hmm. I'd say. All right. Uh, what else? That's three. Uh, I would love to two take, more. Oh, two more. Okay, I would love to take you down to Sydney to Hubert's or the Baxter Inn. Okay, Is that yeah. Two bars in one. Okay, I can do that maybe. Because uh, I know you would love those places. Yeah, uh, I've never been to Australia, so and of course I would love to go. Oh, I, what else I actually is? had plans to go there this winter, but then yeah, I guess that's not gonna happen. <laughs> no, I guess not. Unfortunately, uh, is that one more? No, one more. Oh Jesus. Uh, there's so many to choose from. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, uh, there's too many to choose from. 
You're okay. Since you mentioned, let, let me think for two seconds. You have to go, yeah. Since you mentioned four yeah. in the last section, you're only gonna okay. Fair four enough. is yeah. enough now. <laughs> fair enough. Um, oh, you know what? I've never been there, but I would love to go to Birdie. Okay. In Melbourne. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, I would so like I can to go say there I as well. Revisit, but I've never been there, but no. And that's a sister bar of Operation Dagger, right? Yes, it is. Right. Yeah, I think so. And Operation Dagger is one of the bars that wow. you want to revisit. Yeah. Oh, I would love to revisit that bar. Yeah, I remember when you came back from Singapore. And you were no, but that, that. yeah, I would say that yes. that was that's uh, uh, that's two one and a half. It's one and a half years ago, and that's still that that experience was probably the strongest in a bar within the you know last five years. I was blown away. Wow. Can't wait to go. No, exactly. But um, yeah, if I could go to a uh, to a bar which is not, uh, if I don't think of a cocktail bar, I'd love to go back to Longman and Eagle in Chicago. Uh, also, a couple of years ago, I was there with a bunch of friends, and what I loved about the places was uh, that they had a, a Michelin star, and they had that star for six straight years after opening the restaurant and the bar. And they're super se- serious about the uh, the whiskey selection, and I think they had around 150 labels or something, and and very serious about that. But <laughs> it was so the bartender he delivered such a classic saying because he was like he presented everything and he was so professional, and then he was also saying like, you know, guys, but we also do uh, two dollar shots of Jack Daniels and one dollar PBRs. Which, like, okay, I love this place. So we had such an amazing time. Oh, yeah, right. But, yeah, as you say, there's there's too many to mention. Um, Is there any any fairly new bar in Europe that's made a big impact on you lately? New bars in Europe? uh, Drink Kong. Uh, Yes, I 100%. Yeah, in Rome. Uh, That's, yeah. Yeah, To be honest, it kind of blew me away. Me too. And uh, I've been fortunate to go to like, I think I've been there, I don't know, five times uh, since they opened. And every time, the drinks, the service, the atmosphere, the interior, it's it feels like you're in a uh, in Blade Runner in the movie or something. Yeah, yet like stylish oh yeah classic and the people super the cool. setting is beautiful mm. the, the the planning of the bar that's what i like with the, the back room and then the, the private kind of a we need to have a session in that in the private back room just behind yeah, the yeah, bar yeah, exactly like that's such a beautiful room what do, what do you call that room the the private uh, it's kind of a asian style service little cocktail yeah den. it's uh one of those uh, what is it called when the uh, the chef decides Oma for Kassi, you? Omakase yeah, yeah, exactly. style of room, and I then think. The, the lounge here area, like uh, on the on the left side mm-hmm. of the bar, mm-hmm. a, a few steps down, right. Uh, a beautiful, beautiful spot, beautiful place, uh, modern and classic. I think it's going to be timeless uh, and extremely well made drinks. Mm-hmm. And if. Uh, if we're, I guess we need to to start wrapping up. Uh, if you could visit some of our neighboring countries, any bars that you haven't been to just yet, that seems more interesting to you than I don't know. Where I haven't, uh, I haven't been to. 
I was just uh, reading about Britannia. We're talking about Britannia now. In Norway? In yeah, in, a, in, yeah, in yeah. another pod the other day because I was looking up the drink list and I was uh, uh, one of the drinks that is uh, nominated, uh, nominated for, for the best cocktail in the Nordics uh, or in Norway uh, is the journey that I looked up the, the drink and it looks like spectacular. And the hotel is spectacular as well. Like it's a five-star hotel, I would assume. I would assume. Oh. Probably five, six stars, maybe. They've they've gone through a massive refurbish, right? And it seems like they've put quite a lot of money into it. Oh yes, for sure, a lot of money. But uh, <laughs> uh, it's one of the one of the places I I can't wait. And it's not too far from here as well. So no, if we go skiing Hopefully. up north in yeah, water, maybe exactly. we can just do a little bit of a detour and and go there. Exactly. I mean, uh, more bars in the north. There's so many, but uh, I, I really miss Gens. I miss. Denmark, I miss Copenhagen. But uh, Jensen opened Jensen up uh, another bar now, so yeah, they have two. Yeah, a sister bar in in a different part of yeah. the town. I'm a mogger, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, exactly. I'm not sure about my pronunciation. Like, uh, uh, Jensen is such a beautiful bar with uh, it's kind of a neighborhood bar with. Uh, it's like a Danish uh, Dutch kilts almost. Oh yeah, <laughs> a little yeah, bit, almost, a little yeah. bit. But I love the interior, like the the, the dim lights. I love the the. The actual interior and the design of it just makes me calm and you know mm-hmm. very pleased to, to be there uh, when I'm there. Uh, and you can enjoy; they have a great uh, beer program. So it's kind of a neighborhood cocktail pub, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with a bit of a, uh, they have a pool table in the back if you want to play exactly. that, and, uh, or just want to sit at a bar. It's uh, one of those bars, you know. I, I want to cozy up in the corner and and. Uh, Maybe you know, maybe potentially by myself, uh, read a book and uh, enjoy a, a walnut brown. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I mean, Tata. I know you love Tata. No, you love the whole the whole hotel. I want to stay at that hotel for a month. So if <laughs> if I if I manage to win at a lottery or something, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna move in and pretend to be an I don't know an author who stays in a cool hotel. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, Himcock. I was blown away the first time I was. You know, I went there a few years back. Uh, just the scenery, the, you know, you walk in into the world of Himcock. Is a, it's, I mean, outside it doesn't look much for the world, but you walk inside and it's a, uh, kind of a Sherlock Holmes uh, laboratory. Oh yeah, yeah. Kind of a feel to it. That's and, a uh, good way of uh, of describing uh, it. It's a beautiful, uh, amazing, very unique uh, place, and the fact that they can do their own uh, desolates yeah, yeah, yeah. in-house mm-hmm. is amazing. And I know they work with a huge uh, sustainability thinking as well and uh, uh, amazing drinks. Uh, Goldfish in Helsinki. That's a beautiful bar. Beautiful little bar. Yeah. You know, we talked about that in a, in another part with uh, Jonathan Ospensmere uh, yesterday. Uh, I was talking about Denmark and Finland, how they have a lot of their bars is not like it's not basement bars but they, there's a few steps down from street yeah, level yeah yeah that's true and I, 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 I thought about it for a while and said oh you know that's I, I really like those bars mm. Duck and Cover in Duck Copenhagen, and Copenhagen, Copenhagen well. yeah. oh, that's a bar that I miss as well with yeah. great program and beautiful uh, interior and, and uh, one of those bars that you want to hang out in it, for, for it, it feels continental long to- yeah for a long time but <laughs> Uh, Goldfish, beautiful interior. It's a beautiful built bar. I think that's the same guys who runs Farang, uh, uh, right? The restaurant could 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 be. I don't. I'm not 100 percent sure. I think so. All right. Uh, Iceland. I miss everything about Iceland. Uh, I love going to Iceland during the winter, like we did uh, last December, uh, when it's cold, dark, and, uh, and misty outside, and mm-hmm. you just, you know, 
and, and people are so happy there. I mean, they, they live their lives in in, in <laughs> six months of darkness, but you know, uh, it's just happy people. And not uh, too different to from from our uh, current situation. <laughs> uh, I know. Uh, I, I think they they have a few more months of darkness. Uh, but uh, perhaps I remember going to Vedor. Uh, in ice in, in Reykjavik, uh, it was a, such a fun place. Uh, kind of a happy vibe, uh, very tasty drinks, uh, but it was just a, a very happy, energetic vibe in there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a small place, but uh, uh, I remember after we came there because we were shooting uh, uh, the drinks and, and the bar for uh, for the BCA uh, online thing, but. Uh, I remember we stayed there for a, a second drink just because we liked it so much. That's uh, yeah, that's great. With those so, some bars, it actually feels like you're in a, in a house party at you know where someone lives. One, in Oslo as well, Andre yeah. Tilhöjre is similar. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, walk yeah. up the stairs and it's almost walking into someone's kitchen and living room uh, in a, of course, a, a, a spacious mansion uh, type of building, and it's just it gives you that. Comfy, cool home party vibe. Yeah, I agree. Which I, yeah. I really love that. There's, I, I just want to mention one bar that uh, I can't wait to go to. I, I, uh, I haven't been there yet, but uh, I know it's a very forward thinking uh, bar and, and run by two very important people that are uh, two names in the industry that are really pushing boundaries and then pushing the industry forward. And that's uh, Terran Elementary with uh, Alex Cretina and uh, Monica Berg. Oh yeah, uh, just a, p- a very forward way of thinking. How absolutely, to set the bar and and uh, of course the, the, their drinks. No, that's true. I yeah, I can't wait to go there. For some reason, it's been a while since I I went to London the last time. Yeah, and uh, so uh, an- another bar in London actually that I almost forgot about was uh, Eric Lawrence uh, Eric Eric new bar, uh, Quaint. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks so beautiful, and uh, I know the drinks are going to be amazing. Oh, for sure. Wow, yeah. No, um, I guess, yeah, when we can start traveling again, London is going to be uh, one of the first destinations for sure, especially since it's only a two-hour flight away. And, yeah, even even uh, shorter than that would be to check out Peter's new place, uh, Peter Altenburg, who oh, ran yeah, yeah. Gilt, Gilt in Copenhagen. Yeah. That closed. Yeah. But then a few days later, he announced that he's relocating and yeah. reopening. Wow. Because I was sad. And I sent him a long text. And then he's like, oh, don't worry, my friend. Like, we're gonna <laughs> so, yeah. Something new is going to oh, happen. That's going to be yeah. Cause, yeah, mind-blowing. Gilt was a, a, a beautiful place as well. That's Very true. Uh, Scandinavian in, in its style when it came to the interior, but uh, also the drinks were uh, mind blowing. Mind blowing, something in between. I would say it felt a bit like Asian fusion Nordic uh, for for me at least. The way the bar was set uh, and, and the how, how the drinks were made and, and served as well. Mm. Yeah. All right. All right. That's. That's it. That was it for cocktail bars. Uh, <laughs> let's now we talked about <laughs> our f- favorite cocktail bars, and uh, I mean, there's so many more bars that we want to mention and, and talk about. We probably talk about this for another 24 hours. That's but, uh, true, and we didn't really mention any bars here in Stockholm, but we have another four hours to enjoy that since uh, Stockholm is or Sweden is going into a. Sort of a semi lockdown, so the bars yeah. needs to close at 
10 o'clock at night. So therefore, we only have four hours to check a couple of bars out in here in, in Stockholm. And we're going to talk about more, more, more about Stockholm bars as well. So don't worry. But uh, so if we only have four hours, we could better wrap it up and get out there and that's enjoy true. A few drinks. If you have any questions or uh, you know, if you just want to reach out to us, you can email us at podcast at bartenderschoice.se or just uh, uh, give us a shout out on Instagram, for instance, Bartender's Choice Awards. Exactly. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, take care. Stay take safe. Take care. Stay safe. Hang in there. Have a drink. Stay strong. <laughs> Have a drink. Uh, that's that's all we can do right now. Very true. Cool. Take Ciao. care, guys. Bye bye. Ciao.